G'day and welcome to the first episode ever of the Rice and Mike's podcast. I'm your host, Tung Nguyen, and today I'm joined with Michelle Hua. Michelle, how are you going today? Hey, hey, hey. I've been, I've been alright. It's pretty hot. Pretty hot, yeah. So we're based in Australia. We're both of Asian Australian ethnicity, and the point of this podcast is pretty much to get a little grasp of what really the experiences, the sort of hardships that some of us may face. I hear a lot of other podcasts about Asian Americans, and I didn't see any podcast that sort of put it into an Australian perspective, but we'll probably get a, a little more into the differences between the two later on. So, for a little bit about us, I am 23, living in Sydney, Cabramatta, which is predominantly of Asian ethnicity. So I didn't really have, what's the term I'm looking for? Exposure? Not necessarily exposure, but more so fitting in, let's say. Uh, like an identity crisis kind of thing? Oh, not necessarily a crisis, ne- but... <laughs> Needing to fit in. Yeah. So it, if, if you're not familiar with Cabramatta, it's the, the whole area. It's really multicultural. So you've got Cabramatta, which is mostly of about Viet- Vietnamese ethnicity or Chinese, um, and then you've got Fairfield, which is about 10-15 minute drive, and that's sort of jumps into, was it Middle Eastern? Is it, I mean, if you go through the whole like 10-20 kilometer radius, you're going to j- jump into a lot of different cultures, and yeah, a lot of, lot of different people. So yeah, going back to that point, I went to school locally in Cabramatta High. That will be a public public school. Yeah, yes, that's a public school. Yeah, parents always push me to go into selective school. If you're not familiar with that, it's one of those schools where you do require like, a, like an entrance exam to get into the school. So currently I'm just working as a data center technician up in the city, in the CBD. Just moving around currently in between IT jobs, so it's going okay so far. Okay, so with my family, I've got you know, mum and dad and two older brothers so i'm 23 they are 26 and 30. have you got any um a family in australia or they're all overseas no they're all all overseas so i've only got i've only got one other uncle but he doesn't have any sort of wife or kids oh okay yeah it's it's just it's just a bit funny because we're like completely opposite when it comes to family and like family size well, I, I, I'm also the same age, I'm 23, but I was born in a suburb called Auburn, which was mostly Lebanese. Both my mom's grandparents and my dad's grandparents immigrated from China to Vietnam and gave birth to my parents there. My parents were Vietnamese, um, they are Vietnamese, they migrated to Australia, gave birth to me. I'm the only one. I'm an only child, born at Auburn. Okay, and what's our relationship? What is that? Oh, yeah, we're just a couple of besties. Yeah, okay. If besties is what you mean for dating for nearly five years now, <laughs> coming up soon. A couple, yeah. of, a couple so, of besties. A couple of besties, a couple of besties. Yeah. I went to a private primary school. When we moved to Cabramatta, it was very dangerous, I'd say. It was a stereotypical dangerous place where all the gangs were like 5t which is very iconic in cabra and like very iconic drug area so we had to move at cabra because it was probably the only affordable suburb that we could rent a place because my parents only just migrated 
My mum worked at, you know, sewing clothes, which is very common in an Asian household. And you're literally making like a couple cents every piece of clothing. So they couldn't really afford anywhere safer than Cabra. So we moved to Cabramatta and they wanted the safest option for me, which so they took me to a private public school. Private, fuck, private primary school, sorry. Wait, was Auburn originally quite crime rampant? Oh, yeah. Um, my my house got broken into multiple times, actually. It's got broken into multiple times um, only because we used to live in, like, a garage. So it was very easily... It's it's a very easy access, um, I'd say, house. <laughs> well, you don't no, have a lock in the garage door? No security. It's just, it's just a regular door and a lock. They can break the window, anything, to just climb in. But the only right. source of security we had was my cousin's dog, which did chase the burglar away from my mom when she came home. He chased yeah, what, her. What kind of breed was that? Oh yeah, iconic Staffy. He had to. I think he got put down only because it was aggressive. Staffy. Yeah. Actually, no. Uh, let me just pull up an image. It's it's the. Oh yeah, pretty big. Yeah, people have very bad assumptions that it's a. You know, like a bulldog, like a fighter dog. But they're actually really lovely if you take care of them properly. Well, that's another discussion entirely. (laughs) When you said dog, like, I think a lot of people think of Asian households. Pomeranians, chihuahuas, Yeah, exactly. Yeah, exactly. You don't really see that big kind of dog in an Asian household. They always prefer this smaller type of dog things. Pocket pets. Uh, Yeah, yeah, essentially. So, Staffy's a little bit surprising. Um, so, you, all right, you got broken into a few times in your house, and you moved to Cabra. Was there any sort of improvement in terms of crime there? I don't think anything bad has ever happened when we moved to Cabra. Only, like, really weird, super natural stuff <laughs> in my old house, but nothing, nothing like, crime-related, no. Actually, it was my mom, eh? So... There was a time when my mom witnessed a guy getting stabbed, like, at the back. So we used to live in front of, of this old rundown leisure centre, which has been renovated. She was driving home and she witnessed a guy getting stabbed there, had to call the cops and everything. But I think that's the only one. Damn, it's so casual. What? <laughs> but what about the supernatural things? Every time I talk to my parents, they always have some sort of ghost stories oh, yeah, same. Yeah, yeah, to yeah, tell yeah. me. And I, I hate hearing it because then i can't sleep for the rest of the night but i think for week really for like asians there there are good ghosts and bad ghosts in the what the law or no, something in, in buddha uh, i think it, buddhism, buddhism. Yeah, yeah. so i think because yeah. i know there was like my mom said there was like a ghost that she that used to live with um used to live with her and the family in vietnam used to live with her yes did she say that, like, really nonchalantly Yeah, as well? yeah, like, it's normal. She's not scared of ghosts. Like, it was a good good ghost. Like, she said that it would look after the family, brought good luck to the house and the business and everything. How, how would that, how would they, how would it look after it? You know how, uh, they, they put those, like, plates, sacrificial plates of food that they leave, they leave outside with incense. Um, what kind of foods would you put on that plate? I'm mostly vegetarian, I think. Just like right, sometimes just oh. like a bowl of rice and like whatever they made, and then after that they can eat it. You ever burn money as well? Burning money is like the fake money. 
Yeah. That one's more for like Chinese New Year. Ah, right. For like, so it's like brand new year, burning everything you're burning. It's pretty much the smoke goes up to the gods. So you're burning money and the money's going up to God. So not necessarily to your relative. Oh, actually, I think it might be to your relatives and like your ancestors and God. I I actually don't know. I never really asked. So, all right. Well, our parents immigrated. What year was that actually? I didn't ask. Oh boy. Roughly. Probably like a year or two before I was born. So 94, 95, I think. I think my dad immigrated here a lot earlier. Graduated from Helston Boys. Or Hoxton Boys? Holston, I think it was Helston Boys. He came here illegally by boat. He he got caught once, went to jail, and then came back. Yeah. Um, my mum was lucky enough to get a plane ticket here from my dad. You're not allowed to take a boat in? No, that's illegal. Why do you need planes now? Huh? What if you take a cruise? Does that count? No, it's, a, it's a, an illegal boat like a tight little boat from Vietnam and they sail it all the way to here or they go to like Vietnam to Malaysia and then Malaysia to Sydney. Like it's an yeah, illegal it sounds boat. sounds like the path that my parents took. It's pretty much no documentary, no documentation. That's why. Right. Because to be a citizen in Australia, you're going to have all these proper documents, um, legitimacy or why you want to be an Australian citizen as well. So what my, my I think what my, parents did was my dad came here illegally got proper documents got my mum here married and then when they have a kid when you have a kid in australia i think that makes you an australian citizen i think i'm not 100 percent sure we need to look that up though i will check that out later i'm pretty sure it's a lot different now from what i know with the citizenship test you gotta know like a bunch of other things about the australian oh yeah there's like a quiz or something yeah, yeah, so I'm I'm just having a browse through it now. I actually, I can't answer this myself. Um, and there's also, like, I think it's similar when people do green cards. So they do interviews as well to see if you guys are actually in a relationship. So they ask questions about your spouse just to see the legitimacy of the relationship. Have you heard of anything about that green card marriage before? I'm not going to say who has done it but i do have experience of it only hearing from people and experience okay but i'm not gonna say who i know because i think it's yeah (laughs) essentially it's just someone from a different country wanting to become an australian citizen so they find someone from australia who'd want to do a fake marriage just to bring that person to become an australian citizen Essentially, what they do is they pay half of this a amount, and then when they become a citizen, they pay the full amount. Mostly, it ranges from like 80k to 100, depending on the person. I think it takes a while as well. They got to do so many interviews. They got to take so many photos just to show that they're in a happy relationship. They got to do a wedding. They got to have like a lawyer. They got to do like joint fake joint accounts. So maybe open like a bank together. Yeah, well, 80000 that's a lot of money. How, how does that get sorted if the money's getting sent to the right people and it's actually going to get to your, your bank account? I'm pretty sure it's by cash. Well, wouldn't it be really simple for someone to just go, hey, I'm going to marry you, and he just grabs a bag of cash and he flies back home? Well, most of the time it's people you know, so like um, family, friends, 
you don't just you know put on Gumtree or anything. It's not like that. So like you know your aunt calls you on on Viber or Zello, and she's like, hey 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 there Michelle, do you remember Steve from down the road ten years ago when you visited? He wants to go and get married to your ass so I can you know get citizenship in Australia. How does that sound? He saved up eighty grand in the bank. It's all yours. And what are you just Western unions use the money or something? There's interviews. Most of the time, they'll interview the spouse, like the parents, just to see how trustworthy they are. Yeah. Most of the time, they also just give forty first. So if it's eighty, they give forty first, and then once he becomes a citizen, they give the rest. You could easily get that forty grand first anyway. Well, uh, yeah, that's the thing. A lot of people have done that. So that happened to someone I know. It was with a very close like reception from a doctors that we knew for years so we we've built this relationship with her for so long and the person i knew paid the receptionist up front about 40 30 40k yeah and then they they just legged it they they skipped sydney like i don't know where they moved they, they're not even in sydney anymore for for 30k that sounds like an unreasonable amount of money to leave your life for but most of the time when people do these kind of things they're kind of in a desperate position in the first place because so you reckon it was like gambling debt or something maybe only because it's such a long process for 80k like it's quick money but it's so it was a tedious you gotta or be something. so yeah and you gotta be so precise in details you gotta it's like rem- you gotta remember this person who doesn't mean anything to you you gotta remember everything about them just to pass this quiz you know what do they even ask? Like, what, what's her favorite dish? And then they both get you to write it down in an interview No, room. we're like, oh, when, when did you, how did you guys meet? What's your anniversary date? What does his family consist of? Does he have any siblings? Does he have children? Uh, I actually don't know. I'm, I'm, no, I, like, I something like, like that. I feel like I might get some of these questions wrong, even if they ask, you know, well, if, questions about well, each other. Well, if it's simple like questions like, oh, can you tell me your spouse's full name? You're like, oh... Tong Nguyen. <laughs> like, obviously, what? then they'll be like, okay, something's up. Yeah. It's, not that, it's not that easy. All right. A little bit off track on that one. <laughs> um, <laughs> what were we talking about? Apologies about my voice. I'm a little bit <clears throat> still sick. Uh, From the coronavirus. Yeah, well, at the time of recording this podcast, it's Chinese New Year. There's a bit of a coronavirus scare that's happening. And... We're going overseas in about a week, both to Hong Kong and Japan. So it's a little bit scary, but I think we should be fine. I mean, it's just a little scheme to... um. What's the harm, right? We're going to get claim some travel insurance. It's it's 50-50 chance. You either get, get it or you're not. Or yeah, you don't get it. 100% statistics. Yeah, that's it. <laughs> uh, it's a joke. I think they know. Are you sure? Well, we probably should clarify that later. So, yeah, we did get a bit off track. I think we really should go a little bit more in depth with what our parents went through just to owe that to them. They didn't move to Australia. Man, I don't know what my life would be if I lived in Vietnam. 100% different. Did your parents live in China? Was it Hong Kong? No. So my grandma, my grandparents, either my grandparents or my great-grandparents, I don't know. 
were from China. Yeah. Then they moved to Vietnam. Migra- migrated to Vietnam, I think, maybe from the war or something. Grandpa served for the war. Yeah, right. Uh, um, I, I have no idea about my dad's side. I never really spoke. They, they passed away really early in my life. So I never really spoke with them. Well, you mentioned that you live a little bit differently. Well, your life's a little bit different to mine. So in regards to parents. So I've got both of, you know, my parents still together, mum and dad. Uh, what's different about yours? Yes, so my parents divorced when I was eight, nine, year five. How old was that? Uh, so like ten, eleven. Yeah, about then. Long, longer, longer than half my life already. They've been divorced. I don't have any siblings as well, which is very different from you. So whenever you have little sibling arguments, I don't understand. <laughs> yeah. Right. <laughs> So I was raised by a single mother, just my mom and I. She'd work nine to five, so I'd always be home alone till five o'clock. But my dad would always come every morning just to drive me to school because my mom worked in the morning. My dad worked at night, which was really good. I get to see my dad, you know, once once every five no five days a week for school. Mm. Which was, I mean, I'm thankful for. Okay. Well, I believe either the next week or the next one after that, we'll bring in a few other guest speakers who we can sort of go a little bit more in depth and answer a few more questions in regards to that. But we'll leave it at that for now and we'll continue on. So did your mum, did she remarry anyone? So she used to work in a different company and... It's pretty much a, yes, she used to work at the assembly line, she had a mate there, he was married, she was married, they both had kids, she moved to a different assembly factory, he moved to a different assembly factory, they bumped there, they both were divorced then, and then they became a couple. They're not married though, they're just, they said that they're very sick of the title of marriage. So they just want to be boyfriend-girlfriend, which I think makes sense. I mean, you had a wedding once, you don't want a wedding again and then have the hardship of divorcing again. It's expensive. I think weddings are fun. Weddings are fun, but it's expensive just to get a documentation where you've already gotten before. <laughs> but it's, it's more of the sanctity of, uh, let's say, locking it in Eddie with another person. But is it worth it? The, maybe it's just the age thing. We're still young. We want to get married, experience it. But they've already experienced all that. Experience marriage, having kids, and divorce as well. They don't want to go back to that pattern again, maybe. Yeah, they got the whole shebang under their belt. Yeah. Yeah, alright. Oh, that's interesting. Have you gone to a lot of weddings? More than you, bitch. Okay, alright. Right. So... <laughs> <laughs> So, okay, pre- so pre- previously, we mentioned uh, I, I've that. only got my family here. Yeah, yeah, And just yeah. an uncle. Okay, so you've got... I've got... My whole family's here. Except for, like, probably like two or three aunties and uncles so, in what's, Vietnam. What's the whole family? It's whole to the point where I don't know. There's too many. Okay, roughly how many... Let's, let's well, get I, all your aunts, uh, uncles, cousins. <laughs> let's combine them together. How many of them total do you think you have? In Including Australia. like kids, the kids. Is All it? right, let let's 
Let's include them. I'd say probably in the hundreds. Hundreds? A hundred? Yes. I feel like I've met like 50 and yeah, you're telling me that's, uh, I'm only halfway. There are heaps on my dad's side that I don't know who, who they are, but they're related to me somehow. Because I think my, my dad's side, total, I think there's like 11 kids, including my dad. Jeez, and then my mom's side, it's um, one, five kids, including my mom. Yep. But in the whole family tree, it's only my mom that has one kid. So everyone else has at least two. So they're just, you know, multiplying. <laughs> they love their kids. They love them. Yeah. It's, 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 I think it's just an Asian thing. They, everyone loves kids. They need kids or something. It's, it's yeah. So what, what, what's your ideal? Well, what, what's a good number of kids to have? I'd say two. Yeah, two is generally but a good I mean, number. I won't, like, be sad if I get three as an accident. Ooh. It's, it's, I, I don't really, <laughs> don't, ooh, you, what are you expecting? Are you going to, like, abort it? No. All right, that's another argument entirely. <laughs> that, that, that's <laughs> we're not, we're not going to get into it. This isn't that kind of podcast. Yeah, yeah, no. That's too controversial. All right, moving on. What about you? What about your family? Like, we've been talking about my side. What about your side? We haven't, haven't heard much about your, your mum, your dad, your grandparents. So when I was born, I've only, in that time frame, I've only met my grandma on my mum's side. She was the only one that was alive at the time. So my parents had me pretty late. I think either 40-ish years right, old. Right, your, your parents are like one generation difference from my parents, right? Yeah, yeah, yeah. So it, I think my parents are actually at the same age as Michelle's grandparents, funnily enough. Yeah, yeah. But they don't look like it. A lot of people say that. Your parents look very young. From what? I don't know. Who knows? It's Asian genetic. We're, we're not going to go through that. <laughs> Until you hit like probably like 80 years old or something. Menopause? Oh, no, not menopause. No, I think my mum's already past that phase, actually. Okay. That's, I don't know if that's a bit of a personal <laughs> thing to say, but... Uh, <laughs> so, yeah, I, I went to... Last time I saw my grandma was when I was in year six. We went to Vietnam, like, every three years when we were younger. Year six was, like, the last time we ever went. And that was the last time I saw her. I didn't really know her too, too well, so... Oh, so she passed already? Yeah, I think uh, might have been like five, six years ago. I wasn't really too close with her. I didn't really know her. Yeah. Um, yeah, because they're, they're all in Vietnam. My dad's got two other brothers. One of them's passed as well. There's only one other uncle. He speaks English, which is why I liked him when we were in Vietnam, because I couldn't really speak a lot of it. Even now, I, I'm not that great I mean I can get around but mm. I'm like lagging in my head it takes me like you know, I got like a hamster wheel running when I gotta think of a word to translate I think that's very normal yeah so my parents always put me into Viet school but then ugh yeah, so in your household what language do you speak? they've, they've always pushed me to to speak Viet to them so like would you get told off if you mix Vietnamese with English? 
Not when I was trying to translate it, and then I just asked them what the word was. But if I directly just speak English to them, I find it a bit weird. Okay. I, yeah. I, I guess I've sort of been raised in that that heritage. Like form, formal speaking. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So parents always say, so if they like, let's say she goes, "Have you, you know, have you eaten rice yet?" And then I would say like, uh, "Yeah, angum rymet." So. The yeah bit at the start means yes, comma, I have eaten rice, comma, mum, right? And then, you know, if you put it into like a Western perspective, it's always like, oh, yeah, I've eaten already. It's a lot more yeah, casual. And I think they yeah, pushed yeah, yeah. me a lot more to just speak in a more formal tone. Well, in, in an Asian household, it's always beaten into you one way or another. To respect elders? I mean, I, I mean that literally as well, not just figuratively. Oh my God. <laughs> is that is that a topic you want to s- talk about? Getting beaten? That's every household. Well, I guess I never I thought getting hit was very normal until I started watching like YouTube videos of some like non Asian people and how reading Facebook articles I, I know Facebook right Facebook comments about people be um how abusive it is to get beaten by your parents but i don't know i thought it was so normal i thought the same as well i remember looking or watching videos of or movies about like western families eating dinner at a table and they would just be so normal about it and then my parents would always be like you know put both your arms on the table make sure you eat all your rice and then they would always say stuff like Oh, the you know next world war is coming. Make sure you eat all your rice, okay? And and there's and that other thing where it's like, for every one grain of rice that you don't eat, that'll turn into a maggot in the afterlife that you have to eat because you're wasting food. And in the equivalent of that, for like noodles would be a worm, and that would get us to eat. I don't know if if your parents might have done the same. She mom. she did something similar. I think she said it will. It's something got to do with the more you don't. The more you throw out the... Something got to do with hell. I don't remember. Yeah, but I threw out a lot of stuff anyway. (laughs) Pretty bad, pretty bad. Yeah. Yeah, so moving on. I did have one of... So, okay, I've talked about my dad's side. Mum's side, she has, I think, ten siblings, if I'm not wrong. (laughs) Might be nine or eight. She, I remember she did mention that one of them was stillborn. I think. But would that count? Because if if stillborns count, then I'm the second child. Uh, okay, l- let's not get into that. <laughs> okay. <laughs> yeah. So we had I had two of her brothers living here. So she had her youngest brother. He lived here until I think about year five or year six. He moved back to Vietnam. I think he didn't like the lifestyle here. It was too too much work or something like that. I think it's what she told me. There could be something else. But then I've got, I think it's her second eldest who still lives here. He's got no wife, no kids. He's been with us for a while. I don't know. My mum always like, teases him about it. Like, oh, he's so always, sad. Yeah, I, I know. It's just how they are. It's like, oh, he's always grumpy. That's why. He's always, always angry. He's got no wife. And I was like, okay, <laughs> it's all right. 
Um, maybe yeah. he just prefers to be by himself. Uh, I don't know. Maybe, maybe. But yeah, so I, I don't have any cousins at all here, which is why it was a lot different seeing such an extended family when I started dating Michelle. And yeah, it's never been to a wedding, which is pretty fun the first time I went where Michelle broke my wedding cherry, taking me to her cousin's one. A lot of fun. Very cute. Weddings are cool. Unfortunately, none of our friends, because we're only 23, none of us, well, not in our circles have been married yet. And I think that's the sort of thing with with Asians that you don't really get married until you have your career set. Yeah, true, true, true. E- even now, I don't, with that culture where you're supposed to live with your parents when they get old to look after them. You don't see a lot of people our age moving out. A lot of people still live at home. Plus, it's very expensive. Yeah, yeah. I mean, I don't know if you guys, depending where you're listening from, it's very expensive to be purchasing any real estate in Sydney. So it's much easier to just live at home and just travel, pretty much. Do whatever you want with your money. I think parents just prefer the child just living with them because they can keep the eye on them forever. They, yeah. I think it's very stereotypical for Asian parents to want you to raise your children with them as well. They want what, you in to... In the same house? Yeah. Or maybe it's just uh, my parents. I know for like my girls, they've said the same thing as well. Like they, their moms always wanted them to stay at home, um, move the husband in. Sorry, your girls, you mean your your mates? Yeah. Yeah, yeah. Okay. My my close friends? Yep. Our mums always just want us to move in with our husbands. Uh oh sorry, our husbands move in with us and us to have kids and then they can always be in their kids' life. Yeah. Yeah, but you you do need that that level of privacy too of just having your own house. Because that's I a guess, downside. Yeah. It's also a downside that I'm an only child, so she doesn't know when to stop. By stop, you mean? Uh, stop treating me. Uh, she doesn't know when to stop treating me like a baby. Right. I'm oh, all, so I'm she's always... very protective still. Yes, I have curfew still. <laughs> Curfews at twenty three. Now that's something yes. you wouldn't really hear. Yes, I have curfews. If I don't come home in time, I got a call message, or I will get kicked out. Kicked out. Literally (laughs) kicked out. Uh, Yes. Which I haven't tested that yet. I haven't tested the water. You've never never reached that yet? No, no, no. I know she will do it, so (laughs) uh, I'm not doing it. I I won't test it. Okay. All right. So I always have a home. Have her in bed by 10 and then have her home by 12. What? Yeah. That's what I said. Have her in bed by 10, go home by 12? Get her at, get her at home. Get her Is home by 12. Did you get the joke? <laughs> no. So it's like if I if I rocked up to your house and let's say your mom goes, what are your intentions with my daughter? And I'll say, get her in bed by 10 and then have her home by 12. Oh, your bed. <laughs> yes. How did it take you so long to figure that one out? It was, so fun. it was so funny. Thanks. Thanks. 
It's, that's all it is, this relationship. It's just always being demeaned on, on this side. <laughs> Constant so roasting. So funny. Constant roasting. Okay, we're just going to leave it at that for now. Keep it nice and short. This is our first time doing something like a podcast. So, any feedback, concerns, something else you want to talk about, anything at all, send us an email. So, that's at riceandmikespodcast at gmail.com. And make sure it's rice n. So, just the letter n, not a and d. And one more time, that's riceandmikespodcast at gmail.com. Thanks for listening, and we hope to catch you guys in the next one. Bye. Bye-bye.